Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations, with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Dear friend of the Indians, you said that you would like to talk about the intermediary world now. Is that really the correct form? Yes. Then please begin as you wish to begin. You are all familiar with the perception through your senses. But you know nothing about perception outside of the physical senses. During incarnation, the soul resides in the human body. This serves as the basis of your perception of existence during this state of being. But your soul energy provides many more tools of perception of the cosmos. The most powerful tools among them are your emotions. What? Emotions? Of all things? Aren't we always told that we should learn to keep our emotions under control? For this is the only way that you can learn to understand the soul. And now you say that the soul itself is only emotions as well? I would like to make a distinction here. Perception via the physical senses means directly reacting to your environment. But the soul perception is a reaction to the cosmic impulses. So ever since you incarnated on Earth, you have been a quandary. On the one hand, your actions are triggered by the emotions you feel in your body. But on the other hand, you are far more than that through the perceptions that your soul can experience. Therefore, it is very important to find balance during your life. To realize which impulses are necessary in order to exist and to create in the body and which cosmic impulses resonate far more deeply and eternally in the core of your being. This all is a story of your own making. One moment. Do you mean that everything is always there? That all tools are always there in order to feel the wholeness of the cosmos and so this create a story, your own life and much more? Your life in the cosmos as well as the life of your body is your responsibility. I understand. You mean to say that all is all. I mean, is all that is. Yes. Okay. So we are there two parts. Of course, most only live one part, the physical part. And what exactly has that got to do with death, with transition? Perception of the cosmic impulses will initiate the perception of transition. 
because as the physical impulses gradually disappear as they are falling asleep during the aging process, the soul impulses begin to take center stage again. This means that you have to understand that the running of the physical impulses also can entail a blossoming of the soul impulses, or better, surely entail for when you have lived your life largely unaware. Wholly without soul perception, then though the death of the physical senses, this is like a birth into the soul perception. If you have managed to bring both of these energies into balance, then it is merely like a small death of the physical impulses, but not like a birth of the soul impulses, for these never died. Well, died would be the wrong word, right? Yes, but it demonstrates the importance of your acceptance and your decision. Only if you live your life in a conscious fashion and you are ready for it, you can experience the soul impulses and live them at the same time. You do not have to wait until you die. Okay, so death is also a sort of a birth, at least for the unaware among us. Yes. For then you start to perceive that which has been around you all the time. You mean in an energetic sense? Of course. The whole time that you strive to experience eternity inside you, eternity has been all around you as well as inside you. Transition, in the best case, means a slow death of the body and a slow detachment from the physical cocoon and in the worst case, a sensation of being propelled out of the body. But regardless of the kind of transition, afterwards your soul senses, and only these, will take over perception. Your soul does not perceive any other impulses apart from cosmic impulses. So please, be aware that there will be no more seeing, smelling, speaking, feeling and thinking for you, but instead so much more. But then there are so many who departed with very little energy and when they are unable to move, how do they perceive? We will get to that in a moment. I want to work up slowly to it. The perception of the cosmic impulses happens through the intercommunication of the souls. You have to imagine this, has, this as a network of connections that every person, every soul has created over many lifetimes. The strength of the net depends on the strength of the connection of this soul with the source. So when the soul leaves the body, it will be guided by the energy of the cosmos. It will never be isolated. This means that it is no longer possible to feel loneliness. The soul feels the wholeness of the cosmos, albeit to a varying degree, but it does. This means that the sensation of transition is a loving, 
liberating experience and not at all frightening or dark. But the condition of a soul after such a life creates the platform for its perception of the cosmos. After a life in which it had to literally fight for existence, here the soul will be experiencing pure existence, entirely without fight, individually but always supported by all the manic cosmic energies that it is also a part of. A soul that is full of love and joy will feel love and joy then also. A soul full of sadness, coolness and frustrated love will fell this instead. Simply because the supporting cosmic energies do help to experience transition in love and wholeness. But afterwards, the experience of the individual soul comes to bear and then the energy that you have collected during your lifetime determines your perception. So, while you are embedded in the love of the cosmos, you still may not be able to perceive it as it truly is. Okay, I understand. So, the experience of purification, of joy and love, the unfolding of love inside us is a very, very important key to our perception during and after transition. Yes, a formula that is so simple and yet so difficult. No matter what you experience, the communication of the cosmic beings, the radiating source, the quickening power of consciousness, all this is always there. But you may but be able to perceive it. But that means that the cosmos is not really divided into different levels, but that the levels are just different qualities of perceptions of the eternal, of all that is. Yes, you could say that. There are no light and dark places in the cosmos. Only in yourselves. Wow. Okay. We are talking here in terms of space. Then let me make this into an image. Let's imagine that there we all are in a room. This is the cosmos. So one person enters the room and does not see anything in the sense that he thinks he's completely alone in this room, so he sits there and waits. And another person enters the room and he sees many, many other people. He talks to them, chats to them, moves around in the room and does this and that. And both are just the perception of the individuals involved. But the room and everything in it is always the same, right? Right. Wow. Well, I have to say that is very enlightening. And what can we do when such a pers person or rather soul transitions with every little energy, with a very little energy, and is very contaminated? How can this energy got help itself? Can it e even do that? The most important thing as with all things that you do in your life, please realize the importance of creating and maintaining purity, to feel gratitude, to give love and to live consciously. 
These components are as the four directions of the cosmos, if you will. That is this a be beautiful image. The four directions of the cosmos. <laughs> the problem, the truth of the cosmos is that true, true purification cannot happen in the spiritual state, but only during incarnation. Really? And there's no other way? No other way. Wow. So that means that you have to incarnate, be contaminated by incarnation, and then again have to get rid of the contamination through incarnation. That means that here's no way you could say, oh no, I don't want to come back because I don't want to become even more contaminated. Instead, you have to come back and find a way to experience purification. Shocking. <laughs> Excuse the expression, but okay. Isn't, isn't there a way to help these souls that are out of energy in the cosmos? Yes, it is. A loving gesture can help. What do you mean? I mean, do you have an example? If you want to help a departed, then you can send him lots of energy by concentrating on him. The way he was, his smile, his life, the feeling inside you. These images serve to connect you and make sure that your energy reaches the right destination. You can pray and love as much as you like, but still not reach the one it is meant for unless you concentrate on that one. So direct your attention on the energy of the soul. Pray loving impulses. Say them with conviction, but do not shout them. Say them lovingly, but not too quietly. And what can happen in the best case when you concentrate and send the love to the departed? Then the departed experiences this energy and it lifts him up. Can you describe this a little bit better? It means that his energy level will rise and with that his perception. And it can happen that he then can perceive other souls around him. Hmm. I imagine that it is like a tap that you slowly open. So there are different levels of perception at first perhaps you will perceive only a few and then more and more right right but isn't it also true that you can only perceive souls that are on the same level of perception as yourself so when someone was depressed in his lifetime for instance and then managed to perceive other souls around him in the cosmos but these are only those energies that are equally depressed Or how is that? That is correct. A somewhat powerless soul can only perceive other weak souls, not the more powerful ones. Hmm. I have heard that. That someone will somewhat less with somewhat less energy, that they always see a point of light, a sort of light transition. Is that also right? Yes. The problem really is their innate energy. They cannot even bring themselves into the experience of this light. They are truly bound without bonds. But the bonds are within themselves. Wow. But can, I mean, 
can you help them in any other way? I mean, pray for them and when we do know or how do we know they are now better? We have talked about this. Via your own sensations. Souls communicate with each other and all we have to do is learn their language. Okay. And those who managed to transition in purity and love and more consciousness will be able to perceive the other souls and they communicate with them and dwell with them and so on, right? Right. Okay. Another thing I would like to know is how does the next incarnation happen? If a contam contaminated soul is stuck in this particular perception, alone or with only a few souls around, how do they manage to incarnate again? It does so simply by intent. A soul does not want to stay like that. So it decides to go back into a body. Quite simply. And with the souls of high vibration? They are less compelled to reincarnate because if you can already perceive this abundance, you do not need a body that allows you to do so. All right. Hmm. And how do you have to imagine, how do I have to imagine, when you are there in the cosmos, how do you look around for a task? I know that this is a very human question, but how are the souls over there? Don't they like to have a task? They are. Okay, but they also like to have a task, right? Oh, yes. Every soul wants to be of service. Every loving, pure soul wishes to contribute to the harmony of the cosmos. Nice. I understand. So a soul that feels completely alone over there and is unhappy, it will simply say, oh, I want to come back. <laughs> and then the journey in a body commences again. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then it hopes to live more love and more purity during its lifetime. And it begins to live these impulses, right? Right. All human tools enable you to experience love purification, awareness, and the expansion of the true power of your soul. But many forget about that. Yes, this is the problem. Or rather, the test. For if you have dwelled in the intermediary world in a depressed state, you are not. Just because you are in a body again, suddenly fully aware, loving, powerful and strong and without these depressions. You carry all of that still around with you and now, through your life experiences, you have the chance to develop the will and the energy to embark on the path of purification once more. Sometimes it will take many many incarnations to truly unfold this energy. But since time is simply a game of the three-dimensional world, this is without judgment. How long this endeavor to change the perception of negativity into the perception of the cosmic whole and of the abundance that constantly surrounds you will take, it does not matter and will not be judged, and there is no time limit on it. 
Would you like to add something, some concluding sentence to this beautiful chapter, my dear? With pleasure, dear. Life, dear humans, is not a difficult test imposed on you by the cosmos, but it is your own free choice. Incarnation means to have all the opportunities for growth always at your fingertips, inside you and all around you. All you need is awareness and love in your heart, because then your human steps become the steps of the soul. You are a real poet. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Well then, Thank you very much for this chapter. And of course, I would like to know what will be next. Next, we will talk about the process to the separation of the soul from the body. You mean when the soul leaves the body, right? Right. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to this. Thank you very much. Love. Thank you, my dear. Love. <laughs>